guys are house. Welcome. This is episode 269. I'm here with David and Lewis. Hey. <laughs> What's up, guys? And you already know what we're going to say. We're back with another loss. And uh, 4-2 at Kansas City. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what do we got to say? It's just same old, same old. Same old shit, man. <laughs> same old, same old. Consistently <laughs> disappointing. Consistently looking, I don't know, to me, like worse and worse somehow. It, it, it really might have been one of the worst games of the season. Um, and, and, um, and it's and it's kind of and it's kind of maddening because I don't really see I'm, I mean, I, I guess we're just fucking diving in. I don't really see this team responding to any of it. Right. Like they all just kind of like, uh taking it on the chin. Let's move on to the next one. It's, I, I, you know, I would really, I would rather see more Derek Williams going. People are just doing whatever they want out there. And less Chicha. We're trying our best. You know, I'm like, you're not, you're not Chicha. Not everybody is trying your best. It's very clear and evident that nobody on this team is trying their best. It's, ugh, I, I'm, I'm, I mean, you know, I would feel worse about it if I had any hope about this season. Um, but I think most of, I think all three of us already said like, we're not, it's not happening this, this year. We're not. And, and by not happening, I don't mean we're not going to win MLS cup. What I mean is we're not even going to make the playoffs. We're not, we're not competitive. We're not a competitive team right now. We haven't been. Yeah. I mean, what do you call those? I mean, I get, I, it feels to me, it feels like a, a, a puppet on a string, you know, uh, when, when they're not being held up, they just all collapse. Even, even and that's just how that game was. Like, than this team is. And it's just, it was so frustrating. Um, no, but I mean, you need an anchor for it and there is no anchor for it or not an anchor, but you need something above, uh, anchors below. Totally. Opposite. I, I, you know, um, Pinocchio, <laughs> Pinocchio literally had no strings. Yeah, uh, uh, like much like this isn't Galaxy. Pinocchio, Lewis. We're not turning into a real boy or a real team. <laughs> I don't know. Ricky, Ricky Puge kind of does look like Pinocchio. Oh, yeah. Put a little, put a little cap on him and, uh, you know, you get a striking resemblance. Um, <laughs> uh, God. I, I mean, I obviously not going to be – I'm not going to be talking about the game and obviously – Yeah, I whatever. Wanna... Just go down your stats. No, I'm not. I'm actually. That, that's the whole point. I'm, I'm not going to go the down the stats player? because everyone. Who was the best everybody. player? Bond. Somehow, so a guy got four goals. Oh no! Yeah, I, I was. I was already player. thinking. I was already thinking that. I was like, I'm going to end up having a pick em for the best player of the team. When Lewis asks, <laughs> like, was, I, I was thinking was. that. I was watching the game. Yeah. No. Absolutely. <laughs> um. I, I'm. I guess I wasn't going to go down the stats. I wasn't going to go uh, do anything. Like that uh, was oh, my, my normal uh, spiel with what I do with every game week. And I'm not really going to rant because there's nothing new that I can bring. Um, you can uh, copy and paste. What do you bring? There's only a, there's only a couple things. I don't know. There's only a couple things that I, I, I will say on my end um, as far as you know this week's performance. Uh David said it's one of the worst performances of the year. Um, the thing is that we have said that multiple times 
Uh, this yeah, season, but it could, it, but it could get worse. Uh huh. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It, I, it's not saying that we bottomed out because we haven't bottomed out yet. Um, sadly, uh, many times we have compared a game to that of either 2017 or 2020, which again begs the question. I get it. It's not the coach. I get it. We know what the you know we know what has to change. It's not the coach, but again. If we're going to be fair about this, if we're comparing this team multiple times to 2017 and 2020, then, you know, I, 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 I think when, when David, when one of the weeks where you weren't here, I told Bobby, look, if we were a normal club, Greg Vanny would have been out like by now. Um, he hasn't improved. This team actually is doing worse now than, than last season. Um, the, Gonna miss the playoffs yet again. Uh, Vanny has absolutely no excuse in year number two. These are his guys. These are his players. Mm-hmm. Um, literally, I think only Chicharito is on the roster uh, that you know he didn't bring in under his tenure. I think it's the only one. I mean, unless you want to count like you know Julian and Efra and them. Uh, but the thing is, is that you know his record is almost identical to that of GBS and uh, his performances again are pretty much equal as well. So again, I, I get it. I get unless this, are they, I mean, not all crosses are the same. It does seem that the galaxy <laughs> really, really, really want to play on the wing and they're crossing it. There's just a different type of cross. Some um, reason. But point I'm trying can to you make imagine, is that. Can you imagine Sorry, I'm I'm, I'm just ba- bouncing off the wall now. Can you imagine if GBS had Douglas Costa and Kevin Cabral on the wings? Can you imagine? Oof. I think that Oof. dude would have hung himself during Oof. one of the games. I mean, he was close to doing it anyway. Oh, I didn't even think about it that way. Jesus. That is that is absolutely horrible. Um so, yeah, I mean, uh, the, the so, again, I mean, I, I think maybe you start looking at Greg Vanny probably not finishing the season. Um, you know, I, I obviously... Dominic Kinnear, Dominic Kinnear is not there to take over, and, so no, I don't know. No, he's not. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you want to no, no, do no. that. Well, I mean, the thing is, is that, I mean, what, what what's the worst that can happen, right? Uh, but it, here's Chris the other Klein thing. gets an extension? Well, here's the other thing that I was actually. Oh, sorry, I want to. Sorry, I want to apologize to the galaxy for that. Sorry. <laughs> um, I have said that they well, many times. You know, galaxy are not making it. Well, no, not many times. Just recently, galaxy are not making the playoffs. Uh, at the beginning of this season, I thought they would. So I was wrong in you know the beginning of the season. Um, I've always said whenever I make a grim prediction. Or assumption about the galaxy, whether it's this player is going to be a bust, whether it's they're going to have a bad season, whether they're going to lose this game or whatever it is. I've always said that I want to be proven wrong. I'm obviously rooting for the team. I'm rooting for you to be excelling at everything that you do. I want to be proven wrong in every sense of the way. As this game was unfolding, 
I felt myself – I haven't really felt upset at any losses since I called the season because it's impossible for me to feel that right now because I have no expectation on this team. But I still want to be proven wrong. This past week, I did not want to be proven wrong. That's what I'm bringing to the table. And it doesn't make sense because I'm essentially not rooting for the Galaxy to lose, but I'm essentially saying I don't want to be proven wrong here. I kind of want you to lose. And it's not because the more you lose, the more um, likely it is that Chris Klein leaves or is not asked to return. Because though I don't know this, I have a feeling that AEG has already made up its mind about what they're going to do. I don't know which way they're going to go, but I have a feeling that they've already made up their mind one way or the other. There is literally nothing that can happen at the end of the season that would sway the decision that I feel AEG has already made. So if they're saying – I've actually said that I think that Klein is going to finish his contract out and they're going to let him go. They're going to thank him and they're going to let him go with as much dignity as he could possibly have right? without actually firing him because there's no point in firing him now. Like nothing's gonna change now, so you let a, the contract run he, out in the last he couple already, months. He already has taken all the dignity from the galaxy, so he's gonna right. leave with a lot of dignity. Yeah. So, you know, it's I not mean, a even lot of that. people. A lot of people have been saying that he's probably the the excuse they're gonna give because again, he's he's on the board of a. He's on the board, right? He, I think they like him for his business. They do. You know, for for basically selling out all of the. <laughs> All of the uh, the soccer decisions and prioritizing marketing and and you know other things like that, um, and with the World Cup coming, I think you know a lot of I think Josh has said it too. They'll probably just let him like oh oh we're gonna shift him to this right exactly and that's kind of what what I'm feeling up. is like right God uh, love America I I mean again for what it's worth you know the business and he did fine and so. You know, if AG is all about making money, that he's doing exactly what, you know, he was supposed to do, and that's why he got the contract extension. So, you know, again, I think they're personally, I feel they're going to let him. You know, they're going to run the contract out, and they'll shift them somewhere else, yeah, uh, to overlook something else, and you know, make money where it doesn't necessarily require a sports team, where it's just hey, look, just whatever. I think that's what's going to happen. So, theoretically speaking, if you know, hypothetically speaking, if the galaxy would somehow make some miraculous run uh, once, say, Ricky Pooj comes in and, oh, that's your game changer. And all of a sudden they make this crazy, unprecedented run and they ended up winning MLS Cup. Chris Klein is still gone. I really believe this. I, I think that decision has already been made. Um, and um, there's really no – nothing that can change it now, right? right. Uh, so for me to say I don't want to be proven wrong here – it's just odd, but I really don't, and I don't know what it is. I just I, I'm looking at the games and like I, I think I'm secretly rooting like don't win this game, like just don't win this game. I, I don't know. So here's the thing. I one I, I don't know what all that's about, but two, I don't feel dissimilar. Uh, I think that what the thing I'm feeling is. I'm not rooting against the galaxy by any means. Like I want them obviously to like figure it out, turn it on. I want them like to magically find like 
the switch and all of a sudden you they see all of the angles they see all of the passes suddenly they like unlock this like god tier mode and start winning games or looking like a cohesive team i know it's not going to happen but i have that hope and i'm not rooting against it but what i am seeing is as soon as the game starts within like the first couple of minutes you can tell by the way they're building the way the body language is just the way they come into a game it's not gonna no this they're, they're not they're not unlocking whatever that thing is and it's it's just not gonna happen so that i start to feel bad for the players that are out there because i'm like they while while yes they are responsible for their own individual sort of role in 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 how the game plays out but i'm like you guys are set up to fail like everybody in this team is set up to fail and honestly, if I see Cabral and, and Costa in the starting lineup, I'm like, nobody's nobody's doing anything in this game. And hey, we beat we beat Chivas Guadalajara. And um, the thing that kept getting thrown around uh, right after that game is like, wow, these G2 kids are great. They should give them a chance. Hey, the kids are all right. They're not going to get that chance. Like that's what it actually makes me more upset. They're not. They're not going to get that chance because it's not in the galaxy's best interest to put Preston Judd over Chicharito, over Dejan Jovalik. It's not in the galaxy's best interest to start Jill and Neal. It's not in their best interest to put in Johnny Perez because they're supposedly for the future, a future that will never come for those guys. It, you know, I feel bad. I feel bad for those players. Yeah, um, yeah, kind of agree there. Um, and we all thought that Greg Valley would have been the guy, right? Um, to maybe he is. Like, maybe he is. But again, they, they're 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 hampered by the 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 needs of the the marketing or whatever. The culture right. of the team is broken. It's yeah. so evident. And and well, you know. A loss in Kansas City, that's not out of the ordinary for the Galaxy. No, but it's not. When it's a loss in Kansas City, when it was when the Kansas City team is awful, when people are talking about Peter Vermes might be on the hot seat, the excuses come out. Oh, it's really hot in Kansas City. It's really hot in LA. You should be used to that. You know, it's 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 just maddening. Oh, they won the second half. Yeah, but you lost the first half, and you lost the game. So, fuck you. Yeah. Um, there is one other thing I, I will bring to the table here. Uh, you mentioned the fact that the Galaxy beat Chivas earlier in the week. 2-0, um, um, a pretty, you know, good performance, which, you know, people I called out, like, you know, how upset are you? I think uh, the Hammer came on and said, how upset are you that, you know, they're playing this well, beat Chivas, but... You know, can do it in MLS. And I said to myself, well, for starters, Chivas had a game, a meaningful game, in two days after. Less, yeah, less than 48 hours. Yeah, less than 48 <clears throat> hours. So obviously their starters weren't in there. They're, you know, they're playing their reserves, playing, you know, they, they weren't going to go all out anyway. And so maybe the Galaxy's A team, you know, looked good against 
you know, a BC team, a C team, uh, which again, doesn't really say much because you weren't dominating the game. Um, the other thing is that I was thinking, what if this is just because they knew this game meant nothing? They knew that if they lose, who cares, right? We have more important games, right? That's the excuse. And if you win, then it's like, oh, cool, you know, whatever. We didn't win. We can build off this. It was like a win-win situation uh, for the Galaxy here, which means the Galaxy felt absolutely no pressure. They didn't have to win this game. Mm -hmm. And I kind of felt like, you know, when someone said, how is it that it's possible they do this? I'm like, you want to know why? Because they didn't care. They didn't care. They didn't care if they lost. They didn't care if they won. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't be caring about MLS, but the fact that you cannot perform under pressure, once again, says a lot about the mental toughness of this team. Like if you are in there saying we have to win this game, we have to win this game, right? Uh, the pressure that the coach is putting on us, the pressure that the fans are putting on us, the pressure that the media is putting on us, the pressure that all of this blah, 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 and you just just absolutely die under that pressure. I mean you're not even putting up a fight. It says a lot about this team. And again, this is something that we've talked about for years. Mental toughness, no leaders, right? Like, who's a general out there? Uh, Chicharito definitely is trying. I'm going to give him credit that he's trying to do that. But once again, we're dealing with a team that mentally, you know, um, collectively are extremely weak. Extremely weak. And it shows once again. And again, this is something that you probably could fault on Vanny again for being the coach, not having him prepared. But again, is it really the coach? Because every other coach has kind of had similar issues. They are mentally weak. And so again, it's the culture of this team. It starts from the top. Nobody can be successful. No matter what you do, nobody's going to be in here. So, um, yeah, that's also my take is that, you know, from here on out, the galaxy, um, I'm sorry, let me pull this up. I probably should have had this up already. Uh, the Galaxy have 11 games remaining. Of the 11 games remaining, only two teams, RSL and Nashville, are currently above the playoff line. No other team that the Galaxy play in the remaining of their schedule, nine out of 11 games, these teams are currently below the playoff line. That doesn't necessarily mean they're going to stay there. I think Seattle is going to move up at some point. I think Toronto, actually, I think will move up at some point. But this is a schedule that you would probably kill for at the, at the end of the season. Like, dude, you can rack up points here. But that's the problem. It's like the Galaxy will know that these are winnable games, and that would be their Achilles heel. So, um, and it's sad and frustrating, obviously, and I have did the rundown as to why the Galaxy are probably not winning any of these games. Um, I don't think that's going to happen, but um, 
it's hard for me to look at the schedule, the remaining schedule, and say which one for sure, 100%, is a victory. I have one in mind, and even that I'd be, like, very wary of. Other than that, I don't see. I see a quote-unquote winnable game. I don't see where it's like, yeah, you're, you're definitely getting three points here. I don't see it. And the Galaxy's just mental issues obviously plays a factor in that because it's they play down to their opponents. They they just will under pressure. And, well, yeah, that's it. Bobby. Anything, David? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, whatever. Yeah, let, let's let's talk about some of the other stuff that's going on. Obviously, yep. um, the last time that we got together, or sorry, the last time Lewis and I talked, uh, we were on the verge of signing Ricky P- Ricky Push Push no, Ricky Push. Um, uh, we gave our take on on the signing. Um, now now knowing that Ricky Pooch is going to be a town player for the life of his contract. Um, sounds like the Galaxy did a really good bit of business. Uh, they sold Ryan Revelson for close to $2 million, I think. And I think we got him on a free. So that it was a go good bit up of... To, it could go up to, to, uh, to $2 million, right? But, um, you know, he wasn't really working out for us. I mean, I mean we liked him. We loved him, of course. Shout out to... Uh, to our boy uh, Roughneck Jihad, um, who who was just crushed by uh, by that by that move, but you know I don't know if um, he was going to be a long term solution for us. Um, and you know we certainly like Ryan, but we understand that he was a player that had value, and we needed to uh, get you know move somebody off the roster. And you know nobody was going to take Cabral, nobody was going to take Douglas Costa. Um, he, nobody's at that point might have been taking Efrain Alvarez, and maybe we'll touch on that a little bit in a minute. But basically, shipping Ryan gave us the opportunity to sign Ricky Push, a town player, three year deal. What do you think about this signing, Bobby? That's fine, it's fine. Yeah. I mean, look, again, you're going to hear me. You say, if you've heard me say this the last three years, I don't really care until I see you play on the field. Mm-hmm. You know, supposedly he should be good. He's, you know, Barca Academy kid. He should be able to. Barca you know, first team kid. Barca, yeah. And like, it wasn't yeah. just like Academy. He was, he was. Yeah, I know. First, first team, team, but then nothing really came out of it, though. Yeah. yeah. So, so let's not, not heighten it up as much as it should, shouldn't be. Um, so, so, you know, he should be fantastic here. But again, if if he applies himself, it, yeah. Well, it doesn't. It's not even that. It's like if 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 any if he can even connect with anybody on the on the team on the pitch. Yeah. You know, like it's just. You know, and then you know again again, and then we we just have no 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 strategy on attack. So like he's he's going to be the one that's going to end up having to take the brunt of that on the field, yeah. <clears throat> and find open, you know, areas. But we'll see. I don't know. So we he should know, be good. He's young, yeah. You know, should be. Uh, he, yeah. he, you know, he he looks like a, a strong breeze could probably blow, blow, blow him over, uh, which is not great in MLS. But I agree that like I think that 
for for the upside, it's it's a big one. Um, I would have really, really liked this signing if we had a halfway decent team because he seems like a complimentary piece that could sort of like push a team to that next level. But with the way that this to team, team is on paper, yeah. Yeah, with this team on paper, oh my god, unbelievable! Yeah. But on FIFA, I mean, uh, on, launch on, me up, exactly, man. Let's go. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like on FIFA, like you'd be unstoppable. You'd be like, you know, like like uh, like the Real Madrid teams that had Ronaldo. Like you shoot from anywhere, and he's gonna score a goal. Um, that's not that's not the Galaxy. Um, I, I have, I'm very apprehensive about this this guy. I think that it's it's one, it's a great bit of business, um, but. On the other hand, like, dude, you're 22, coming from Barcelona, you're going to LA Galaxy. Like, why? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm very suspicious. Like, it's great. I love MLS, and you guys know that uh, how much I I love this this league and and how the quality is I think is is higher than most people think of it. But, dude, 22 year old coming to Galaxy from Barcelona, that raises question marks. And a non DP. That's a huge like. What else is going on here? Well, what? it's because he hasn't been performing. Yeah, and but dude, you can go anywhere. Yeah, you can go from Barcelona. You can go anywhere, dude. What else mm. is coming? You know what? Like, what's the shoe? What's the shoe that's gonna drop? Is uh, is my question for Ricky Push? Push. Um. So we'll see. You know, as as Lewis Lewis's catchphrase is, no one can really be successful under this current fo. So. Even if he's like got all the promise in the world, if we were signing a, a 19 year old Lionel Messi, I I still don't think he would, he would have you know been successful with this current FO. Um, let's quickly talk about the rumors circling around Efrain Alvarez and uh, Julian Araujo. So. During the Chivas game, or after the Chivas game, Efrain, or there was a lot of comments made about Efrain Alvarez apparently is not happy with his situation at the, at the Galaxy. Um, he does not like the amount of minutes that he's getting from Greg Vanny, um, which I agree with him. I agree 100% with, with Efrain Alvarez. He's getting just too many minutes, too many opportunities to be that cam. He's just not it. He's I, I've said it so many years. Um, this was supposed to be the year, every year was supposed to be the year that that Efrain Alvarez was supposed to like turn that page and he just, he's not, he's not it. He's, he's, he's another botched Academy product for the LA galaxy. Um, there's talks about maybe him going to Chivas. I don't know if that's still, uh, if maybe that's cooled off a little bit or not. Um, he said he would love the opportunity to do it. Um, I would love the opportunity for him to do it. Like if Chivas came and offered us like two or 3 million, I'm like, yeah, go do it. Go. Bye. Um, and then there's Julian Araujo. Julian Araujo is has not been playing up to his standard. I think we talked about it since probably like what was that, Lewis? Like the third or fourth game of the season where we were like, mm, something's up with Julian, right? Right. Um, and everybody else is catching up to that. Um, everybody else is saying like, yeah, he's not really been his his uh, uh, his his standard. Um, a lot of people attribute the comments of Derek Williams to maybe it was Julian Araujo he's talking about. Now there's talks about him going to Porto 
Uh, last week it was <clears throat> Club America, um, but I think that rumor got squashed a little bit. But now there's talks of maybe he might already be on his way out going to FC Porto. What do you guys think about these two moves if the Galaxy make them happen this year before the end of the season? I if done before the end of the season. I just fight fight. It's crazy dangerous. I mean, I mean, I know we're just losing, but I don't know. Um, if Julian goes, who's who's our right back? Is it Little Dam? Mm, gotta be. I don't know. Who's who's the backup to Little Dam? Yeah, um, that's, the thing. That, like that's my question. Is is you know Lear down? <laughs> he wasn't great in that game against Kansas City, but you know who was? John. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I honestly I think that why are we even trying to give Lear down minutes at this point? Like let's give minutes to Jalen Neal uh, because he showed well in that Chivas game, and we know we're not making the playoffs, so let's give. Jalen, some experience. Agreed. Um, I mean, what uh, again? What what do you have to lose at this point, right? Um, but uh, I I think with Julian, we all kind of knew that at some point he was going to leave to bigger and better things. Uh, it's a little. Uh, odd that he would be doing it in his worst year as a Galaxy player and not his, uh, you know, his best years. Uh, and I mean, he's still young, right? He's still 20, 21. So, I yeah. mean, obviously, he's he's got a lot of room for growth. Um, it's, I don't think he hit a wall. Uh, he may have hit a wall with the Galaxy, right? Change the scenery, change, you know, a yeah. bigger challenge. I think it's um, more of a mental thing than, than it is a, a ability. R- Right. So, which is weird because we always thought Julian Ronald was one of the men, uh, mentally tough. And, you know, he, he still could be. But, you know, again, this is the. Could be frustrated. <laughs> right. This is the organization, right? This is, again, you can't be successful under the current front office. So, um, this is something I always expected. Um, I always said that if, you know, Julian Rajo were to choose. Uh, the United States as his team, which was very, very doubtful, I would say have him go to Europe. If he is going to choose Mexico, which is very likely, uh, I'd like him to stay in a Galaxy uniform as long as possibly, as long as he possibly can. Uh, but I knew that that wasn't going to happen. He was always going to go to bigger and better things. Um, it was just a matter of time. That time has come. And so it's um, as far as like what he does and, and and how he is going to progress in his career. Uh, I'm happy for him. Um, I wish him the best. It's not something that really hurts, uh, to be honest. It hurts in a way, but again, it, this is one of those expected things. Uh, so that's why it's it doesn't come as a shock. It doesn't come as a um, you know out of nowhere where it's like no 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 we, you can't get rid of him. Um, the timing is odd. Uh, uh, timing is odd uh simply because you know again if the galaxy do believe they're in a playoff race um to get rid of a player like julian arajo uh without having replaced him without having some sort of backup without having some sort of plan seems odd not surprising with with, again the business dealings that this fo has done um but it's just 
doesn't really make sense. As far as Ephra, um, I think that deal's dead. Um, I don't think there's anything more to the Chivas rumor. I think they had their opportunity to do it, and I think it came and went. Um, uh, so I think we're stuck with Ephra at least until the end of the season. Um, if we ship him off somewhere else, it's something, uh, something different. But I think at the moment, I think that deal is dead. Uh, what would have been interesting is um, the potential of what could have happened if you were able to sell him, you know, uh, before the deadline uh, to Chivas, opening up a spot uh, and the rumors of them going after a uh, 19-year-old Argentine from Colón. Uh, I think his name was Farias, I think. Um, yep. the, the Galaxy offered $7 million. Uh, now, he would be under 22 um, it would he would fall under the under twenty two initiative that is being triggered by Kevin Cabral, which is why you can't get rid of Kevin Cabral. Um, and there would have been an unlimited amount of money that they could have spent on this guy. It would have been well, a, it would have it would have been you, it would not have get gone. rid of if you get rid of Kevin Cabral, can't you sign Farias under that same? Yes, right. But so again, you you'd could have to get have rid of Kevin Cabral if somebody wanted. Kevin Cabral. Sure. I'm just saying so, there's a mechanism to get rid of There is don't, a mechanism. Don't, don't act like, you know, we're we're stuck with Kevin Cabral other than the, the right. stubbornness but, of Well, in this Danny particular – no, no, no. In, in this particular case is, uh, yes, you could have switched theoretically that, right? You could have got rid of Kevin Cabral, put Farias in his place, and then he would have been the DP, and he would have triggered the other three players uh, or would have kept the three players that uh, – that is currently that are currently uh, falling under that uh, that rule, which is Jovalich, uh, Efra, and uh, Araujo, and one of them is out the door. So um, this would have been probably if they would have pulled us off, you could have very easily have ar- could have argued that the Galaxy had the best uh, summer transfer window in the entire league. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. And I would have agreed with that. You bring in Ricky Pouge, you bring in 19-year-old Cam, a, a true Cam. So you would have him play that Cam position. Ricky Pouge is actually taking Ravelson's spot. That's going to be the spot that he's playing. He's, he's going to be now going to be asked to play a Cam role, but he actually is just a regular central midfielder. It would have been a trade-for-trade trade between Ryan and him. So then if you would have put Farias in there, along with getting rid of dead weight, in Efra Alvarez, I mean, you would have said that this would have been arguably the best summer transfer window of any team in the league. Um, and I probably would have stood behind that. That doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to translate to wins on the field. It's just good business, which is, again, I will give credit where credit's due. Good job on signing Ricky Pouge to a TAM deal somehow, right? Um Selling Julian Rajo when his stock is at least kind of like not that great right now. If you're able to sell him for, you know, got to sell him now before if he continues to decline and lose value, sell him now. So again, good on you there. But it doesn't necessarily translate to wins. Does not going to translate to, yep, we had good business dealing. So that means we're going to be have a good product on the field. No, it's not the case. I will give you credit, but the only time that fans really care about I mean genuinely care about the business side of it is 
did my team go bankrupt? Are we under federal investigation for something? That's when you really start to care. Because other than that, it's like, I don't give a shit. Are you winning games or not? That's it. So um, they'll acknowledge it, that it was a good signing. They'll acknowledge that it's a good piece of business. But other than that, it's it's an afterthought if the Galaxy, if that player doesn't do anything or if the team doesn't do anything. And so, again, I, I think it would have been absolutely phenomenal if they would have pulled all that off. But, you know, uh, it's still one of those things where, well, you're still playing under the CFO. Mm. So, mm-hmm. um, so, um, yeah, uh, good luck to Julian again. It's not something I'm really upset about it. What I am upset about is like, well, what's your plan? What's your backup plan? What, what, what did you have in mind? Maybe you probably should have looked for a right back during this transfer window. Yeah. Right. Show, show um, me a list of the right back of the, uh, show me, show right. me the list of what your, uh, your, your scouting report says list. Right. <laughs> <Scouting report? laughs> Um. Yeah. Um. That's all I got to say about that. All right. All right, Dave. I don't know. I don't have nothing. Uh, no. I was gonna ask you guys about the whole OCFC Orange County Great Park thing, but it looks to have just been kind of squashed. Galaxy did some gal- damage control and tried to save face, even though we know like that's probably (laughs) something the fo would totally do 100 percent, 100 yeah Uh, bobby i don't know if you knew you had seen any of this stuff but yeah i saw um i'm glad that uh i'm glad that they caved into the the public pressure and and they went back and uh had to issue a statement on uh, as such but um, you know it's, it's it's not a good look. I mean, you know, the the sooner the Klein era is over, the better for the LA Galaxy. Right. And then uh, last thing, sad thing. Ready, Bobby? Are you ready for the sad thing? We're back to this. Yeah, missed We're this. Back to this. I missed okay. this a little bit. I'm just kidding. It's not a sad thing. Hey, everybody, go out and <laughs> pick up issue three of the magazine. Bobby worked like why would you start tirelessly. Like that? <laughs> tirelessly on this it's a passion project for sure um it looks incredible um and i can't wait to see everybody get it into their hands so go and get issue three of the la is our house community magazine yes please go to our website guys uh yeah and easy yep yep can, can, can i finish off with a sad thing go sure go um uh, well uh, I, I I cannot not mention this. Uh, having an uh, LA uh, podcast, uh, obviously oh, everyone God, out right. there, everyone out there uh, knows that the uh, the legendary iconic voice of the Dodgers, Vin Scully, has passed. Uh, so I'm obviously can't let that go because he was very much a part of LA, a big big huge part of LA. Um, if you were a Dodger fan, uh, th- this, even this if you voice, weren't a Dodger fan. even if you weren't a Dodger fan, exactly. Uh, this, this, uh, this voice, this, this personality was basically etched into your brain, into your psyche. Um, uh, it, it's the, the, uh, well, it's not a tragedy. Uh, it's, it's obviously it's sad, but you know, this is a guy who lived his life, his fullest life. Um, 94 years old and uh, was in our homes 
um, all the time. It was in our, uh, you know, in our cars and the radio. Uh, I know if you're a Dodger fan, you're, you're listening to Vince Scully. You're not listening to anybody else. Right. And so, um, it hurt a lot, uh, to hear, you know, of his passing, um, I shed my tear. It was, you know, all, all the all the memories, all the, the legendary calls, and uh, that uh, that he had. Um, uh, <sighs> gonna miss Vince Scully. I mean, you're gonna be missed. You're always gonna be a part of LA, and legends never die. And you know, he'll always be a part of us here. So, uh, rest in peace, Vin. We're we're gonna miss you, and Dodger Town is will never ever be the same without you. Well, thank you for listening, guys. This is episode 269. I'm saying goodbye. I'm here with David and Lewis. Good night, everyone. Thank you for listening. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to LA Is Our House. Make sure you check out our website, laisourhouse.com, where you can find all our social sites. Also, listen in to Balls In Beers, our weekly MLS prediction show, where you can find on iTunes and Spotify. Hit that subscribe button. 